a big one for us that we've utilized is our goal of 50. The number of rushing attempts plus completions at 50 or above. And there's so much that you can unpack with that number in terms of being able to stay on the field. Uh, you're able to run the ball, you know, and then passing completions. You know, you're being efficient when you are throwing the football. On today's episode, we take a look at midseason measurements of offensive success, plus ideas on how to keep an offense evolving as the season continues. Joining us to discuss these topics are three offensive coordinators, North Dakota State's Tyler Roll, Fayetteville High School's Jay Wilkinson, and the University of Finley's Kyle Ordzanski. They talk about key metrics that show them how they are doing, making sense of what is working and what isn't, and what to do with that information to keep their offenses progressing. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Up first is Tyler Roll, Offensive Coordinator at North Dakota State. In this segment, Coach Roll talks about his rule of 50 and why it's an important number for them and gives insight into how he thinks about personnel and skill sets to keep his offense evolving and improving. You know, evaluate progress, I think. The easy part is is wins and losses. Where are you at? You know, where, where are you at in the course of the season? What's the vibe in the locker room? You know, a big thing that we use offensively is just our efficiency and, and, and how we're being able to be efficient on first, second, third down, situational football, the different categories we use on third down in the red zone. A big one for us that we've utilized is our goal of 50. And are we able to win the games that we need to win, which is all of them, utilizing our, our mathematical equation of, of 50, and that's the number of rushing attempts plus completions at 50 or above. And there's so much that you can unpack with that number in terms of being able to stay on the field. Uh, you're able to run the ball, you know, and then passing completions, you know, you're being efficient when you are throwing the football. That's huge for us. And then what players are continuing to develop? How are you offensively being able to utilize and put the players that you, you know, maybe are have opened your eyes through the first couple games to f- continue to find ways to get the ball in their hand? Maybe it wasn't in the plan early, but as you've gone through the season, find ways to get them in a different matchup. Maybe it's through shift or motion to identify getting that receiver against an a, Maybe it's an outside linebacker, a strong safety, what have you, continuing to put your players in a position to have success. I know you guys like to use a lot of different personnel groups, and as you get to the middle of the year, how much does that start to sort out 
that we're going to be maybe more of this type of team than that? Or is it something you just see continuing evolving throughout the season? Oh, it evolves. You want to have your certain personnel groupings or put the people who can execute that technique to the best of their ability better than maybe anyone else in the locker room, put them in those positions. But it's always fluid because, you know, whether it be injuries or maybe there's a a young lineman who's continuing to develop and you just want to find a way to get him on the field. So you're putting him in an eligible number and letting him play some repetitions at that tight end. I mean, that's just one small example. Or maybe it's a fullback who's caught the ball a few times and showing his ability with the ball in his hands and you have him a couple reps at tailback or a bigger receiver who's you just want to continue to find ways to get him on the field so you're utilizing him in some tight end sets I mean, you could do a million different things but it's always evolving it's always fluid yet how can you stay true to your philosophy and move the football and just find those guys to put them in a position to have success As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Next, Jay Wilkinson of Fayetteville High School shares the key metrics which they look at following week three and how those numbers help them understand what to focus on moving forward. Also, he shares insight into how those numbers help them play complementary football. Yeah, so one of the things that we try to do, we we get a break here after our third game. We actually have an off week. And so in the addition of our self-scout stuff that we do every weekend, we kind of do more of a a mini end of the year breakdown at that point in time. And we go back and we measure efficiency. So efficiency for us, the play is efficient. If it's four yards or more on first down, if we gain half the distance needed on second down, or then if we convert on third and fourth. So at that point in time, every play, we're going to have the number of times called the yards gained, and then it's going to have an efficiency number next to it. And that's basically the number of times that play obviously was efficient throughout the course of those first three games and so that's a big one for us because we like to look at okay especially if it's a base offense play something we've called a bunch why is that not being more efficient or maybe it's something that we haven't called enough that's really efficient that okay now all of a sudden we're really good at and so we kind of color code those in an excel sheet and so the more efficient it is the more darker color green it is and the, the, the least efficient it is, it turns a little bit darker red. And so it kind of gives you a gauge as a play caller when you're looking through the charts of, okay, why haven't I called this a lot? And then, again, it gives us some really during that bye week some really good discussion of, okay, well, maybe, you know, a play's not being very efficient because of the situation we're calling it in. Or maybe it's, you know, more efficient to the right than the left based on the offensive line strength. And so that's a really big one that we look at. We also look at explosives. And so for us, just generically, anything 15 yards or more, we tag as an explosive. And so we're always trying to find those explosives. And so, again, 
you know, we're, we're doing an explosive percentage. So how many times has that play been explosive versus the times that it's called? And we kind of label it the same way. The more explosive they are by percentage, it's, it's a little bit darker green, least explosive, a little bit darker red. And so it kind of gives us an idea. And again, that might be by scheme. That might be, you know, hey, we played somebody that wasn't very good, and so we took advantage of them. Or it might be, you know, hey, one of our really good players. And so, again, that's something as coaches we sat down and we talked through all of our explosives and we try to figure out, you know, going into our, you know, middle of the middle of the season type of thing, part of our schedule. It's like, okay, what are the things that we need to do to be explosive? And then the last one that we kind of really kind of look at as far as evaluating plays is negatives and penalties. So we also keep track of those. Because I always want to know, especially like on first or second down, what plays am I calling that's putting us into a hole? What plays are going to be a negative? And, you know, what are, again, what are those situations that are doing it? So for everything that we do, we kind of put a percentage based on those things. So they'll get every play called. We'll have a percentage of efficiency, percentage of explosiveness, and percentage of negative. And so we kind of look at those three numbers to kind of redirect maybe our ship going into the middle of the year as far as what direction we want it to go offensively. Uh, And then the last thing that we kind of look at is points per play and points per possession. And so we're always kind of trying to keep track of how many plays we run being a no huddle team. And so what is our scoring output look according to the number of plays that we ran? And then also by possessions, we track how many possessions we get in a game. So we take that, those points divided by possessions. And so we kind of get an average of what we're doing. And so we need to kind of also tailor if we need to play a little faster in some areas maybe to get some more points on the board or if we're a really strong defensive team you know maybe we need to slow it down a little bit to help those guys out we're still scoring enough points per possession that that we can kind of tailor made that for ourselves i've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective so i'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finish up with Finley Offensive Coordinator Kyle Orodzanski. Coach Ski talks about relying on their best concepts and the things they do that their players understand, and how they embrace their identity but add a twist to keep the defense off balance. He also talks about the importance of consistency in the game plan for the success of the offensive line. You know, I think part of it goes back to our base and having a variety of things that we can pair together with formations and motions and personnels to put people in a variety of different spots while still doing things that our kids really understand. I think one of the big things that we strive for here is to identify and know exactly who we are, right? What does a defense see us as? And then, you know, a lot of people will talk about, hey, we got to do something different this week because we've done X, Y, and Z all for the last three, four weeks. You know, here we try to identify who we are, what we're doing, and then run exactly to what that is, right? If we're a big power team or big 
gap scheme team or a big four verts team, well, let's accentuate that and then do it with a little bit of a twist. Hey, a defensive player has studied film all week and they've seen this key over and over and over again. Well, let's give it to them and then do something with a little bit of a twist to make them think that they're doing exactly what their coach has been asking them to do all week. And it's like, oh, well, it's not that anymore. And so we try to, through our self-scout, identify exactly who we are and what we're doing and then give it to people with a little wrinkle or a little twist and make them think that they're seeing exactly what they're seeing and then, hey, here we go. How careful are you in making sure that whatever those twists might be, that it's not a huge departure, especially when you look at the guys up front and what they have to do? That's where I think that we do a good job with identifying what we need in our base offense so that when we install it during camp, you know, hey, it might be week five, six, seven of the season, we can reference back to, hey, guys, remember when we did this during camp? All right, hey, let's let's adapt this and add this tag. We've done this before. We can pull this out of the bag and, and say, hey, let's bring this back out this week. But ultimately, you know, any good offense that I've been a part of, Keith, and you just alluded to it, has had the guys up front locked in and playing at a very high level. So you always start with those guys up front and making sure that they're doing what they need to do and they know where they need to be and what calls need to be made. And then you build the rest of it around them. Evolving an offense is a dynamic process that takes the considerations of the analytics, personnel, and previous teaching, blending those together to form the right mix each week in the game plan. These coaches shared some important perspective in that regard. Keep tuning in all season long for our season series that is designed to give you ideas to help you navigate the challenges of the season in all areas of the game. Go to coachingcoordinator.com for the complete catalog of episodes and for a weekly rundown, sign up for our tip sheet which shares the ideas from the previous week. All related episodes and resources from today's guests can be found in the show notes.